0: Well, welcome to it's almost like a Christmas special of, uh, of Flip Your Friday. We're kind of closing the year out, um, and I wanted to take uh, an opportunity to just kind of go over some of the guests that, that we, we went through this year. There was some amazing litany of guests, uh, and I kind of want to go with you and just go in order. Um, of some of the guests that came on, uh, this year and, and I kind of want to, I'll, I'll say some things that kind of triggered me when I, when I think of that person and that particular podcast that we did. And then what I'd like you to do, Casey is almost, um, reshape it from a business perspective. So I may or may not trigger a, a specific business perspective, but for you, I want you to kind of shape it in that way, if that's all right. So,
1: so people listening, uh, this is, we're recording on a Saturday. This is a Saturday before, before Christmas. And if you're getting this on your, on your podcast, um, what is it's Spotify or whatever the other ones are, you're probably thinking, gosh, you guys have had some really good guests. Why the fuck am I going to listen to you two <laughs> fucking ramble on? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and that's a really good question. So our goal here is to take 20 minutes, kind of recap on every guest that we've had. And, and honestly, like... I was looking at this before we were gonna kind of jump on air. Yeah. We've only had seven guests this year, so one of the things we'll do at the end is talk about what our plan is to how to to really do this better for yeah. next year. Yeah, so sure. let's just let's just jump right in.
0: Yeah. So let's, so let's uh, coach Brennan, head coach of San Jose State. Really cool. Obviously, you, you you being from San Jose State, they have a bowl game that we're going to be attending uh, up in Idaho, the Potato Bowl, I believe it is. Um, when I, when I think about that interview, uh, a couple things come to mind that that were current and that were were fun. There was three really. He always would talk about this concept of extra, doing the extra. Um, and for him, he he said that his extra was people and that he always makes himself available. And I thought that for me, that was one thing that that I gleaned from that. Um the other two things were just kind of getting. Let's go one at a time. Okay, okay. so yeah,
1: so with that. I my my one of my takeaways was from a business perspective the culture side of it. So when he came into San Jose State we talked a lot about is moving the flywheel and it's the hardest part of moving the flywheel is that first component of it. So when you're talking about yeah. people and changing culture it really does start with him, mm-hmm. but there's this permeating view of like you got to bring other people that have that energy, the enthusiasm. So that whole thing you talk about people and culture. That goes to every industry, every business, every employee. I mean, you're ta- you're talking not only about a football program, but that has. So many tentacles in life, and mm. I thought that was super uh, impressive by him to be able to change what that, what's typically
0: not necessarily a powerhouse. He literally disrupted culture. I mean, he's in a freaking bowl game. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and then and building on that, and, and and his ability to build success in this landscape today. We talked about NIL deals, and we talked about the transfer portal. Just narrowing into the college football, and what he has to do as a coach and a leader of the program to succeed. What, well, what's your thoughts on this? Well, stuff?
1: it's interesting, right? The NIL we talked i thought in the in the interview which was really interesting and part of what we're doing is recapping the entire year hoping yeah. if you didn't if you didn't listen to one of the episodes maybe go back and 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 check one out that's a that's a shameless plug right there but um oh, let's we're, we're gonna toast <laughs> here this is gonna a yeah. little more casual so we're we're sitting here on a saturday and uh cheers to the audience as yeah well, by the and, way. and to us i guess that's mm. a that's one thing so God, that's really delicious. That's man. really good. So, anyway, what what we were talking about is uh, Brennan being in this new college football era. So he's he's worked on the people. He's got the culture moving. He's got he's got San Jose into a bowl game. But we talked about NIL, which is basically how do you pay players. So so now that's legal. And it was interesting. It seems like in talking to Brennan, there's so much unknown with it. Yeah, you know, and and even some of my relationships at San Diego State, I just realized. There is so much that is to be determined on all of this stuff.
0: Look, I was talking to an athletic director and his response on and perspective on the NIL world is it's, it's a, it's a, it's a melee right now. It's yeah. truly a melee. It's, it's the wild west. There's no, there's no regulation at all. And they're trying to figure it out as they go along. So I hope that, I hope that it shapes into something a little more uh, formative. So one, I'm not sure. One,
1: one thing I'll add to that when you talk about the, the context of business as it ap- uh, applies to yeah. this NIL is that things come up, things change, business changes, yeah. the, the world economics change, the environment changes in, in, Whatever career you're in or your personal life, you gotta be flexible, you gotta be nimble, you gotta t- start asking questions, trying to understand it. Uh, not being so stuck in one direction necessarily. I think he was really open to, hey, this thing is going to do what it's going to do, both from the portal perspective and the NIL's perspective. One thing I thought was super interesting was this idea of portal as it applies to college football yeah. was how many, how high the percentage was of guys that go into the portal yeah. that lose their scholarship.
0: They don't make it, and they're screwed on both ways. You, you hear about the success stories, but there are hundreds of kids who are unhappy with this, which just goes to another thing I want to touch immediately immediately is, look, you're, you're a freshman, you don't get the start. Uh, what what kind of culture is this kind of manifesting in a way where, you know, there's got to be a distinction between, you know, if, if you meet with failure a little bit, you don't just go to a transfer portal to try to get a, something done, you, you try to fight through it. And there's like this I don't know. I think it's disruptive in that sense, too, of of teaching these kids how not to stick with something and and try to win. And and I think it's a problem.
1: I I loved the Brennan interview. I wish more people would go back and and watch that one because his enthusiasm for every single thing he does is uh, it's infectious. And I I just appreciate him a lot, just not only because I went there, but in meeting him and just seeing how much he cares and his passion towards every (laughs) single thing he's doing. And he he truly cares about those young men.
0: You know what I, I and we'll we'll end there and go go to the next guest. But I will say that you know one of the things that I know, uh, knowing you know getting to know Brendan a little more, is is just that he's 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 genuine. And and I thought at first, to be honest, um, that that was actually going to play against him. Uh, cause I feel like he's so authentic. He's so reachable that that might've, uh, been the opposite effect for a team. I didn't know if he was going to win. Well, to be it's honest. interesting.
1: I think, and again, we'll wrap on this, yeah. but I, th- I do think that the world has changed and because of social media and the connectivity of people, mm. they do want to feel, uh, closer to their head coach, mm. maybe back in yeah. way back in our day when we were playing with leather helmets. <laughs> uh, I think, I think it was a little bit different where head coaches, at least from my, my, uh, experience were a little bit more standoffish, yeah. a little bit more like they had this idea of I'm the head coach yeah. of Division I program. Yeah. And and I think today it's more of a players type coach that that is resonating with with younger people. Yeah,
0: that makes a lot of sense.
1: So let's uh let's 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 move yeah, let's, on to number two. Yeah,
0: number two, uh Jay Valentine. Wow. <laughs> uh, I mean, you want to talk about a smooth cat. Man, I, I tell you. I, I, I mean I've never seen a guy move the way he moves. Everything, and I'm saying this in the best of ways. Everything just seems so like calculative and precisional. It's phenomenal. Two things that um, that I want to bring up, and then you just reflect on it. Two things that come to mind. Number one, when you taught him, when you asked him, "Hey, look, I, I'm I'm a business guy. This creative stuff is is kind of a new, not not my territory. How how do you how do you make a song? Like what what the hell goes into? How do you how do you make a song? How do you create? And and I'll never forget. He just sat there and went, boom. You know what? it it starts with imagination it, it it's like it's like david blaine so to speak and and any he, and he just touched on that and for me like for me that was eye opening cuz it is it's, it's imagination
1: well i i agree and that was super interesting i think one of the things we're talking about today is what what our perspective was as the people interviewing these guests and, and i think one of the things with jay was how he made us feel so comfortable it was like it was a, it's an arena in an area where i don't have any experience or really any knowledge on how that creative side of the brain works and, and specifically in the music industry yeah. and he was he was almost answering questions that he was like you guys should be asking these questions so he was he, <laughs> he was, was super helping us. yeah he was <laughs> he was super smooth that was a that was a great interview one because and, and with all of our guests i think we learn something every single time, Yes, but with him, because it was in such a different arena from what we've done before, from a interview perspective, we were, we were coming at it. Like a lot of times in sports, we know enough about sports to, to ask more, maybe more advanced questions, but we were coming at it from this one on, gosh, let's start at the very top, like how you, you know, the creative and how the industry works and things like that. I, I, I was fascinated you by know, you know by what's his been take? fun
0: uh just reflecting and watching that a couple times now that i have if you look at the comments on that particular uh feature uh, they were all a lot of the audience that we didn't know about i mean there's there's thousands of views on that um and, and they said god we never knew about this we yeah. never knew jay valentine as like a, as a human so to speak as a person thank you for this there yeah. was a lot of comments uh from the from the audience saying look this is something that's rich in, well in- his
1: story about his dad coming out of prison Getting them a deal. I mean, come where, on. I mean, it's it's fascinating. If you haven't if you haven't listened to that one, his personal story and then how he kind of articulates it into his experience in the Ugh. music industry now was was as a as a Swiss, as a Swiss
0: Army knife. And now it's super cool. I think that he's got this number one hit. Uh, with uh, with tank. Do we right? do
1: we do we get any? Uh, are there any royal? Remember, we made a joke about that oh, when we were talking right. about royalties. You know what, he, J- No, 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 no. But do you remember how serious he got? Yeah, he did. So, yeah. so we. Yeah, I think yeah, he yeah. made a joke about yeah. royalties yeah. For, from this. He said, "No, no."
0: I mean, just <laughs> no, a straight yeah. up fucking that's stone. A good. That's a good point. Stone
1: cold. No, yeah. no. I'm not paying you a goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah. (laughs)
0: that was good yeah slow slow is the song that is just crushing it so it's really fun to like we see that and all of a sudden this guy just fucking well the other thing
1: too uh, a lot of a lot of people don't know is that we'll we'll do a podcast some people a lot of them a lot of most of the time our guests are coming from out of town so we're coordinating schedules and with jay he was coming from la and he brought his girlfriend Lisa's, uh, you know, again, then we we went out after and had a great time. So what we're doing is typically meeting, doing the podcast. We'll we'll meet before, do the podcast, and then we'll go out after. And, uh, every single thing that he was doing was just Jay Val and Jay Valentine's his name, but Jay Smooth, Smooth. this motherfucker is.
0: Jay Smooth. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, he'll lull you right to sleep, which kind of puts me into the next uh, guest we had, which, uh, we, we call, I call him the sleep whisperer. I don't know what you would, that's his nickname. Right. I mean, uh, the thing that I gleaned from him was actually really interesting. He he talked about something called uh, like network marketing. It was something to the extent, of, and, and the extent of it was his point was just to sum it up was that in sales, in the sales business, it doesn't matter as much as what the product is as the person who's selling the product, that people will buy something if they like you. And they went on to say that, and, and it kind of goes to almost neuro linguistics type stuff where, you know, they also like people that are people like, to be liked in the way that they see themselves. So if you mirror a person, for example, you're able to actually uh, create some sort of genuine connection and that can make a sale. What, what's your What's your take on that? I thought it was really interesting.
1: Well, an example that he used, which I thought was interesting, was taking this, this COVID uh, moment in time. And what he did was rearrange how he was doing the sales of mattresses. And he yeah. was doing, instead of having Open office hours where you know people can kind of come in and go. He was starting to do VIP one-on-one hourly, what what he called consultations, where he was doing what you were talking about, where he's kind of uh, mirroring and and getting to know like more in depth as far as what these people were looking for, and also this VIP experience, right? Like I thought that was really interesting. So there are a lot of places to buy a mattress, including online. So he's competing with a lot of different people, and he's that now kind of gone into this VIP exclusive. Looking at what the person may or may not need or is not getting or at least answers to some of this stuff and then giving them a custom solution one on one versus opening up a showroom, which is what everyone else does.
0: You know what I've noticed, too, just in the in the area of sleep, the the importance of it is starting to there starts to be a little more of a narrative these days that I see of the role that sleep plays in your health. And I think we touched a little bit, but you know, it really is important. Like you start learning about the various, your sleep patterns and what you have to hit your REM sleep. And the role of sleep is very important for, for health, both mentally and physically.
1: And and also for your longevity. There's a lot of studies uh, that have been done. Most, a lot of them recent that the quality of sleep and the length of sleep people just, it's less than a certain percent. I think it's less than 5% or maybe even less than that, that can live off of five hours of sleep. Right. And that used to be, Kind of similar. Like, back in the day, you used to look at it, and you're like, if you're sleeping for eight hours, you're weak. And yeah. it, it was looked at like that. It, it
0: was like uh, water at uh, football practice, right? Oh, I'm not going to drink the water. The coach wouldn't let you drink water. But
1: in that, in that particular um, interview, it was interesting because that was – that was at the end of a, our that what ended up being our longest podcast because yeah. he had such a great story yeah. and it was so well, in character. <laughs> he's a he's a character, yes, absolutely. And, uh, but I think at the end we started getting into a lot of the health and some of the his his insights and expertise on what good quality sleep looks yeah. like and the impact that it has on, on a lot of different things, including performance and success and longevity and all those different things.
0: Which goes to business. If, if you're trying to be a successful entrepreneur or businessman, then understand that sleep's important. You know, yeah, and a little booze actually. I'm gonna take a sip yeah, too. Yeah, well, this is yeah. There's there's
1: there's health benefits to this. I think uh, this is this is a casual. Therapy. We're gonna we're gonna be posting this on New Year's Eve, so we're, yeah. we're yeah, this is uh the last Friday of 2022. Yeah. Uh, so cheers to uh to a happy New Year. Yeah, safe and happy so. New Year. All right, well let's uh let's roll into uh who's guest number four? Yeah, I think we
0: got Mar- Marlon Webb. Marlon Webb, oh. who is a a social media influencer, I wouldn't coin that just out of respect for him, as that such, because he's also a true thespian. I mean, I think that he truly believes in his art. A thespian, a thespian. It's oh, a, an actor, an actor. Okay, yeah, yeah okay. I, I, But I believe he really sees himself as an actor, and, and I, I. It think was that funny. That's- I will tell you. So, so from
1: where <laughs> I sit, because one of the things is not necessarily just recapping the episodes, yeah. but what what our experience was in those episodes. It was interesting because as you introduced him, which is it is kind uh-huh. of hard to introduce him and you were talking about social media influencer i saw him distinctly kind of get like no yeah. i that's not yeah. what i you know yeah. and I, so it's it's kind of interesting to be on the other side of it where you're i think you could sense it as you were saying it yeah. and then you kind of like try to hurry up along like yes. oh shit wait a minute hold on you're an actor you're you know yeah. you're doing this this yeah. and this and then he kind of and you're like well how would you class clarify yeah. it? He, he basically then right right away well, was like here's what i think and,
0: and what's fascinating is the role uh this is the one thing i really gleaned from him because he's got millions of followers right and, and he, i think we said i think he said six million right yeah it's, yeah it's something crazy right yeah and his whole his whole take on the role of Instagram um, and mental health that, that it literally, he felt like he was he, he, he was clinically depressed because of Instagram and this was why. He felt that he, he played a certain character uh, and he, was, he built his own prison within that and his creative went away basically because he was starting to try to um, almost engage with his audience because that's what you're supposed to do and yet it was almost like dance, dance, do this, do that, do that and he got extremely depressed Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, where it's almost where the uh, the creative you feel an obligation to create at a certain level where your yeah. fans then dictate what the creative is supposed to be. And, and you it got, lose it. You lose the magic. It was really interesting. I, I really appreciated that insight. He was very open and honest about it. And it was it was you almost as someone who obviously, you know, neither one of us are are at any Uh, we're not influencers. And so talking to someone who feels this obligation to these millions of people that he doesn't know and how that changes his inside. And the
0: only way he was able to get out was to get back to what got him there. And and how he got out was really fascinating for me. I think it was, it was riveting. And what he told us was that he, paused and took a moment and just decided, you know what? I'm just going to do things that make my friends laugh.
1: Yeah. One specific, right? I thought, I thought it was was interesting. So he was creating video and content. For one specific friend, I want to make this person really laugh, which was interesting.
0: and that healed him. It's fascinating. So he came full circle and and kind of followed his joy, so to speak, and and traveled back to what makes him happy, which is, I think, implicitly making people laugh. I think he's he's truly – he may be a genuine uh, comedian in a way. Well, I
1: think it's interesting because if you were to look at, which I did uh, before uh, recording that podcast, and you look at who he is as an influencer and what the content that he's producing, you would think – think he is one way as a human it's crazy but he's not he was yeah. he's much more um i guess he's much more in has much more depth than, yeah. than what i would have originally thought i thought i thought it was going to be more like stand-up comedy and yeah. i thought there was going to be more acting and he really dove into like his story and then also what it meant to be an influencer and how that impacts
0: you know his, what? that, his that reminds me of something so when i when i was asking him if he'd do this with us uh, his first response is yeah. Would uh, I'll I'll come in character.
1: And I remember then, that, yeah. And
0: then he changed his mind. I mean, because yeah. it's like ah, well, that's fine. Like, but let's let's talk about you. And he and he opened up, and I I, I was I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a yeah, lot. I very very
1: lot. interesting conversation with him.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to um, who do we have after those? It, it was uh, Jeff Garcia. Oh, Jeff. Jeff Garcia. Another San Jose State. Yeah. Alone. Hey, so yeah. It's a niner. I uh, played for a number of different teams. I mean, playing quarterback in the NFL is probably by far the most difficult position, besides probably the nickel. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's a very difficult and grinding decision. It's, it's a very tough uh, position to play. Um, but I got to tell you, man, what I was shocked with is – his willingness to share his personal life right off the jump. Yeah,
1: I was just gonna say that he it lost, was.
0: I mean, he led with uh, the loss of his not sibling, but siblings.
1: Yeah, two siblings.
0: And and um, I don't know. Like it was uh, instantly. Uh, it, it was it was it was fascinating to me. It was riveting. I I, I was uh, uh, in a way pleased that he'd be willing to share that. But God, what a what a story! Uh, and and what was interesting to me there was also the role of football and the role of sports as it healed him and his father. Yeah. like That was a, that was an interesting thing. I wonder if you would touch on that. Like, yeah, well, that? he
1: he was the – a lot of quarterbacks where their father is a football coach yeah. come, come out of that with a understanding of the game that's very unique, yeah. and he certainly had that. And their relationship, I think in a lot of ways, helped both of them heal through that process. But it was interesting how quickly he was able to open up and kind of jump into – some really deep things. I I remember almost being startled by the answer of like, wow, we're normally we're just kind of asking questions to to give the audience some sort of perspective on who we're talking to, some background, and kind of yeah. warm up to this. And we just said, hey, he just said, hey, fuck it, backflip right into the deep end. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to tell you exactly what you know. Help, well, not help, but what started my uh, journey. My journey. Yeah, that's a great way to a great yeah. way to put it. I think with Jeff in the studio, you can feel his competitive spirit, his passion, um, his intensity. And I thought that was one of my takeaways was as he was talking about stories, he was remembering the detail in plays, in games. Vividly. Vividly. And the other thing, too, it was almost, you know, we kind of made a joke about chip on shoulder. And he he took that, and he really kind of you could tell he like felt. But, but think about something this. Like
0: Let's. I mean, we, we both grew up watching the 49ers. I mean, we got we got the golden years, man. We had. I mean, we've had guy McIntyre on the on the podcast, obviously. But I mean, you're following. <laughs> come on, Joe Montana. Steve Young? I mean, what what what's your encore? Like the, the he was compared to arguably two of the best quarterbacks to ever play the fucking game.
1: Well, and and honestly, if you look at his stats, he's still they're underrated up, as a as a niner there, quarterback. And he will
0: never get that because he yeah. wasn't, you know, a certain uh a style of that, play. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But his style of play, God, I gotta tell you, just scrambler. It, well, and he and he's almost like he seems human, right? Sometimes right? quarterbacks they That's seem a good point. They seem unhuman, right? They just seem like they're larger than life they're all you know anyway he was a he was a great interview because when you're talking to a you know an all-pro quarterback who played for that long and had that much success I loved like my biggest takeaway was if you just listen to that interview his demeanor and passion and in his uh intensity and it's funny because I I follow him now on social media and he is a he's a head coach for for his sons yeah I saw that it's flat maybe it's tackle football but he is intense. I uh-huh. think for basketball, for football, he's very involved with his with his children, and I love that about him. And he's super intense, and why he wants to win just like it's the NFC Championship game. I mean, yeah. it's it's in it's in, insane. And I like love it. And like you said,
0: you felt his intensity immediately. Immediately, um, yeah. Which, was, which great. Was really, interview really, really, really awesome. Yep, yep. Um, what's the next one here? We got oh, I'm on Brandy, Brandy Chastain. Um, I mean, for me, she she is such an impressive human. Uh, I don't even know where to start, but I'll I'll. One of the stories that I will, that, that will always be ingrained in my head, it's kind of twofold. So it's, it's obviously we, I wanted to know, and she's probably been asked this a million times about that, obviously kick that she's known for, right? Grushing yeah. the penalty kick. And so you, you freeze, you, I think you're the one who asked her, asked her. And, and well, she Well, I almost
1: said, asked it like, hey, I have to ask this. Like I felt It was bad. apologetic
0: because you knew uh, how yeah. many possible times. And her response was so awesome. Yeah. It was, you know what? No, I love this question because every time- it makes me think of something different. Um, and then, obviously, her sharing that her coach whispered in her ear to, to kick it with the opposite foot. I mean, we've been watching the World Cup here. We've we've seen games go down, the penalty kicks. Yeah. And for the trust of that coach and player, first of all, the coach knowing that the player is going to be able to perform and for the player to trust the coach, I don't know where you go with that, but I'd like your take on it.
1: So what I guess my takeaway was not necessarily what what her interpretation of the story at that point was, because if you haven't heard it, you have to. It's, yes, it's so good. <laughs> but what my what my takeaway is at this point for our recap is we all have these stories and it's not maybe not necessarily what you would remember in your life. But it actually there is some therapeutic um Maybe components to retelling these stories, and you—you literally since that interview, I have told stories that I've told before, and I enjoy telling them because I do remember them in different ways, and I exaggerate anyway. So I (laughs) actually—well,
0: any good story is thirty percent fiction. So I know that. (laughs) So I start—I
1: start exaggerating and telling the story even better the—you know—the four hundredth time. (laughs) But but I think it—it just—it does go to. You have to be able to tell your own story and telling your own story multiple times. You do remember things a little bit differently because your perspective over the years changes. You can remember a certain aspect of that story in a different way. And I think the ability to tell your own story uniquely and then remember it and have it be impactful to you is something that people can do and, and improve on and and appreciate in
0: a way that I don't think a lot of people do. I think storytelling in general Correct. is undervalued. Absolutely. If you can be a good storyteller, you can engage someone. It goes back to what the sleep was. You, you can grow business. You can yeah. literally grow business if you're a good storyteller.
1: Yeah. Uh, I will tell you. So for her, just as a uh, in the background, she was about to catch a flight. So we were under a yeah. really strict oh, time. Man, I want her back. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so we're sitting there and we are at the edge of our seat asking her every single question her (laughs) answers were We're i i I, we're not it's like it's almost like having a favorite child you're not supposed to say which one your favorite (laughs) child she was my favorite interview yeah she was she was uh incredible when it came to that and we i remember being done because we only had 37 minutes and on the 37th minute we we had to we had to cut it so anyway that was uh that was incredible definitely
0: worth a watch and it's it's a great by the way she's so she's getting a total knee done uh, in a couple days. Okay. So, uh, good luck to you out there, Brandy. we hope you, hope you heal fast. Then maybe after she heals, she'll come back and, and, uh, you know, there's something about again.
1: vitamin D for healing. So come on down to San Diego. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sunshine, baby. Good. <laughs> All right. So we got one more, <laughs> one more. man. I was, I got to tell you, I was, I was thrilled with this interview, George Whitfield. Um, mm. I mean, I knew him back from my NFL agent days as a true, quarterback whisperer to be honest like I always heard of him um I never really uh I never used him uh but I only really only worked with one quarterback in my entire career uh but with that being said uh the one thing that uh that I remember was the story he told about I think he brought a group of athletes it might have been to a navy seal camp or something it's military context it might have been navy uh which is I believe it's navy seals right whatever yeah uh the point was This one player raises his hand and goes, look, man, I have this guy on my team, and he just is a fucking slacker. He won't fucking, you know, you run gassers, and he's the last guy to finish the thing. You ask him to get to the the film on time, and he's just he just makes it to the door. And then all of a sudden, the collective wisdom of the players at that moment was like, yeah, I have this guy who's a slouch too. He's a real fucking jackass, just drags his ass all the time. And Everybody was raw-roaring. And then the captain... Went back to the, the, the person that, uh, you know, traded this story of, of his complaint and said, yeah, well, you're the quarterback. You're, you're the leader of the team. Have you ever asked? Have you, do you know any way, like, what this guy is about? Do you know what's going on in his family life? Do you know why maybe he's tired? Have you asked him what exactly it is that he's done outside of the game? Like, what is your problem? If you're the leader, you're the one that needs to know him. And and that's what that's what leading is, and and it goes to your testament of what I want to ask you right now, which is, you know, you you really like to focus on this concept of whether a leader is born uh, born, just born with it or, or leading can be taught. And born or of, bred. Yeah. Born yeah. or bred. And that, that whole story kind of shaped, shaped it for me, but what's, yeah. what's your perspective? Well, I on will that? tell you, I bet you
1: that that quarterback changed his entire leadership lifetime because of that one that moment. That's, moment, that's kind of the interesting part about it. And so I'm a big believer in that, um, there are certain aspects of leadership that you can be born with. And mm-hmm. there are, uh, certain, um, leaders that, just ne- are natural at it. Mm-hmm. However, I think a lo- in large part it is bred, and I do think it's learned. Um, I think it's for the, the leaders that actually care enough to learn, and I think that's part of being a leader. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things I thought with George's interview is he is around quarterbacks as a profession. Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting how in tune he was with what a, a really good quarterback looks like what their qualities, both from a physical and a mental standpoint, what they look like. And so he was able to interwove, like, the Johnny Manziel stories. Oh, that was and, phenomenal. And then at the end, it's it's playing out in front of our eyes because this was several months ago, and he just said, you know what, you know who's going to shock the world? Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And we, we both kind of looked at each other like – Because
0: this is the beginning of the season. We're like, okay, maybe, I, I didn't I think really hear. Hadn't,
1: hadn't even started yeah, yet, and this guy's going to win the MVP. And yeah. I was – it was just amazing that he has this eye and this ability to read through every one of these quarterbacks who's, you know, they're alpha, they're leaders, they're, yeah. everyone looks to them. And yeah. he just could pinpoint on who
0: was going to be elite. I'll never forget what he said about Jalen. He said... Jalen would sit down and ask me, what am I missing? Yeah. What can I do better? And literally that's what the type of person that Jalen Jalen is. He's a true how do I how do I make this doesn't make sense to me. How do I get better? How do I lead? And uh that was fascinating to me. It was just that, fascinating.
1: That is a it's a great, it's it's because quarterbacks are just genuinely looked at as leaders because of their position. And right. there's a lot of people in business that are looked at as leaders because of their position. Interesting. But as someone who is an actual developer of these people, he's a, he was able to extract the best of the best of the best. Meaning there's there's 32 NFL quarterbacks, well these are the the things that I look for that I want to instill in the kids that I teach and train and and I thought he Just as a from from somebody who's interviewing him, he was incredible. Ask him a question. Engaging. Yeah. He will give you the most incredible answer. And then you're just sitting at the edge of your seat. Yeah. And he just he lights the room up. Boy, I tell you when those lights come on, he is uh, as entertaining and dynamic as, as you will find, which was a great kind of segue into rapping for us, which yeah. was, a, it was a small season. So I'll yeah. kind of go back and yeah. forth before we end here. We'll talk, it's the end of the year. It's 2022. This is our second season. Yeah. So what do you want to see in 2023, we're gonna. We've decided we're going to continue to do this. We've yeah. gotten enough, both from from our us personally, to the enjoyment of actually having a podcast together, and, and to bring well, in really elite people. What do you want to see from this podcast in 2023?
0: You know what? One thing is is the consistency of what's happened in both season one and season two. And let me tell you what's most special. There hasn't been one scenario where a guest that we've had on hasn't either gone on to do something very special or we've actually even had the opportunity to join in either a business venture or something really, really fun that that happens. And I want that to continue. And I think for whatever reason, the people that we choose just go on and continue to do very fucking special things. Um, And I want that to remain. I just want it to be consistent. The other thing is I I, I think we need to focus on really – dedicating ourselves to try to get uh, two guests. Two guests a month. I, yeah. I think that, that the consistency there will be better. Now, granted, there was some. There's always scheduling snafus and yada yada. But uh, you know what? When it comes to that, that's called excuses, and we don't we don't play that game, right? Yeah. And yeah. so I think that we need to rededicate ourselves to a system where we really try to get the two guests per month
1: discipline. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And we run, and we our goal is every other Friday. So the goal for 2023 is 24 guests. Yeah. Every other Friday, um, we got to commit to that. Well, I will tell uh, tell you, it was a pleasure. We had a had a yeah. really good time after every. Episode we sit and and I will you know I guess from a how these, this podcast is created or what what we do is that we it's always kind of a clusterfuck in getting everybody yeah. organized and scheduled so that's why we have we've had so few episodes this year. However, yeah. what we do do after the episode is we take you and I take about twenty minutes yeah. and usually it's either uh, before we go out and entertain uh, some of the guests, but yeah. it's about twenty minutes and it says, "Hey, what did I do good? What did I do yeah. bad? What yeah. is your take on how?" This interview went and what can we do better in the, in the, in the, in the future. And I will tell you, it felt like the, for you and I, that when we were organized with uh, Hey, let's outline this thing. Yeah. Let's, let's have some sort of uh, structure because in the beginning, what we were doing is like, Hey, let's just sit there and bullshit for an hour. Yeah. And that's fun. But I think we're able to extract more from the guests and get more from the guests from both the personal I, perspective, but also what what people can glean from some of the things that they're not paying attention to.
0: I think I think structure is important. I agree with you, but at the same time, I think the balance is, and this is where the art. Oh of the no podcast this is this comes. is a,
1: this is where your and I balance comes from. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm more <laughs> yeah. structured and disciplined, yeah. and you're more the, of a I like what, well, the, the, creative. the
0: concept of organic. The, the, yeah. The, because yeah. there's been there's been times I remember Louis Ziskin having lunch with him. Right. Before to just kind of get to know him a little. And then and some of the things he said at lunch, I'm like, God damn it. You know, we want, that is, we want that on camera. You want that on camera. You may or may not have it again. But uh, I, I agree with you. Structure, it structure definitely helps. But at the same time, there's an art to structure where you have to allow for a little bit of agility within the context. Well, of the podcast.
1: I, you know, and, and let me end the whole season with a compliment to you. Yeah, you were really shitty when you started. (laughs) And I would just like to say, you are
0: less shitty now. That is the best compliment you've ever given to me as a friend and a business partner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Thank you. Oh, look, Thank that's you. It. you've never
1: heard that before in football. So this is your first. Uh, I heard it once. Yeah, yeah. To, uh, Tony, Tony runs. Uh, he runs sound and audio. Tony, yep. will you will you for the last part just give us a do a little film on this one and uh, we're gonna we're gonna sign off uh, f- uh, phone it in and we're gonna yeah. sign off with a with a toast. All right. So this is to the end of 2022. Uh, 2020- two, yeah. Both from a annual perspective, yeah. but also from a podcast perspective, we knocked it out. We got absolutely, we only did seven episodes, but hey, uh, hey well, we, we did, got, it.
0: We, got, we got we're gonna do one more, right? So,
1: so thank everybody for listening. Yeah. Uh, tune in next year. We're gonna hopefully have a uh, uh, really exciting guest yeah. lineup, and then we're gonna do it with a lot more consistency. Yeah, and then yeah we are. We're even gonna let win with this uh semi creative, <laughs> organic uh feel to it all. The art. So, Uh, cheers everybody happy new year Uh, thanks for listening thanks for the support and uh, we'll see
0: you next year absolutely thank you guys cheers cheers brother